It's time for our call to action. This week, we are bringing awareness to a couple food banks you can donate your dollar or your time to, Los Angeles Regional Food Bank, Three Square Food Bank in Las Vegas, and Food Bank for NYC. Many families and individuals experience food insecurity and hunger, but right now, especially with the perfect storm of COVID-19, large widespread financial insecurity and the holidays, those in need really require our help more than ever. All of these banks source and obtain good food to distribute to those in need through charities or directly through programs. You can safely volunteer within COVID guidelines, and you can also donate your dollar to these organizations, which really goes a long way. They do strongly recommend hosting your own virtual food drives to decrease contact. However, you can drop off food at most locations and it's food like whole grain pasta, soup, canned holiday food, peanut butter, canned fruits and vegetables. Absolutely, Alex, I love this. And especially right now in the holiday season, I feel like food banks are in higher demand now more than ever. Um, but if you don't live in these areas, there's so many banks that you can donate to. So make sure you get out there, do your research. For a lot of us, this time of year can be very overindulgent for ourselves. So let's take this simple step into making it an enjoyable time for those struggling to make ends meet. We will have all of the links for the food banks Alex listed off in our description below. What's up, stressors, and welcome back. My name is Taylor Bradley. And my name is Alex Jankovich. All right, T. Brad, I'm super excited for our game this week. Ooh, uh, I because it. I think you will really nail it. Um, no pressure. I know, yeah, I know you're really picky about um, TV series that you watch. Like, you, I feel like you have, you know, a certain group that you like to watch. Anyway, so this week's game is going to be a quiz on how well do you remember smash oh my gosh i love this show so much i actually just recently like for whatever reason um you know on spotify when you like like a song it just adds it up to your playlist i think maybe a smash song came on shuffle and i was like oh this is so good and so i went back into the um you know like the view album or uh yes yeah, and for sure, like top of my Spotify save list right now is Let's Be Bad with Megan Hilty. And I'm just like, I, I tell people too um, that I, I geek out. I was never in show choirs. I mean, I loved Glee and I appreciate everything that it did, but I feel like Smash built upon that and really brought a little bit more of like the musical theater element to primetime television and so okay i'm excited i'm a little nervous i'm just gonna sit here and build it up so much and then no pressure but no it's let's gonna do be this. great i also want to mention that the show's choreographer josh vergas he won an emmy for this uh amazing show which is incredible oh. and the choreography i do remember was amazing so, so, so the game good. um i'm going to uh, ask you the question and then if it gets too difficult i can read you the multiple choice answers but i feel like you probably won't need it but they kind of go back and forth between character names and the actual actors and actresses who play things. So, okay, fair warning. <laughs> it's been it's been a minute, but I'm ready. Let's do this. Awesome. Our first question: This singer, currently starring in Waitress on Broadway, Catherine McPhee, played. Okay. <laughs> Was that right? Yeah. Of course. I mean, she was a star of the show as well. So. I know, but like one of the answers was Sarah. Um, Borales and I'm like I literally was like oh Sarah Borales is in Waitress yeah well, wrong she wrote it the then I yeah. yeah she wrote it and then I <laughs> realized it's McBee okay cool um what is the name of Karen's arch nemesis 
oh shoot see and this is where like the the names of the characters it's been a minute okay i need the the multiple choice i can read them yeah alana olive olivia oh wait i know and before you say it, it's ivy ivy okay cool nailed it <laughs> all right which duo teams up to write music and lyrics for a new musical oh shoot well, now I know my homework for this weekend is I'm just going to go ahead and binge watch all of Smash again. You've already, you've already done really well, though. Um, all right. Give me the multiple choice. Uh, multiple choice is going to be Cartwright and Wills, Houston and Cartwright, Houston and Levitt, or Rand and Wills. Shoot. I want to say Cartwright and I want to say Levitt, but I think I'm going to use my deductive reasoning. It's like we're taking the SATs. Cartwright's mentioned twice, so I think it's... Definitely one of those. Um, you said Cartwright in Houston and then Cartwright. What was the other one? Um, Cartwright and Wills and Houston and Cartwright. Cartwright and Wills. It's Houston and Levitt. Dang it! Um, but you were close on the Houston. Um, okay, easy one. That musical that these two wrote, uh, that musical becomes, what's the name? Bombshell. Nailed it. Awesome. Um, which song was not covered in the show? And this, okay. I think I have to read you the answers. For sure. Um, I'm like, I should just start naming songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Under Pressure, Queen slash David Bowie. Mm -hmm. uh, cheers, drink to that, Rihanna. Crazy Dreams, Carrie Underwood. Shake It Out, Florence the Machine, my favorite. Or Run the World by Beyonce. This Shoot. is what was not covered in the show. Dang, this one's, this one's stumping me. Um, There's, I'll read the art. I feel like the artists are kind of the um, giveaway. I want to say David like, Bowie, Carrie like, Underwood, Rihanna, Florence Machine, Beyonce. I'm thinking, was that Beyonce song out then? I don't think so. I don't think Run the World was out when it was happening or maybe it was. I don't know. I'm going to go with that because I would rather, is that right? You're right. Yay. Oh. Yes, good. Did you do well on the SATs? Actually, no, I did terrible on the SATs. <laughs> well, I did well on the ACTs, but which same, I, same. whatever, not that it really matters. But yeah, welcome to my brain when I take tests, except, <laughs> except yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm saying. I get nervous, like when people are like, what's your SAT score? And they're like, 3,900, 1536. And the ACTs are like, I got a 24. And I'm like, yep, that's more my speed. Like I'm very much like, totally. you're cute. But, all right, next question, what you got? Next question. During the creation of Bombshell, a celebrity is briefly brought in to play the role of Marilyn Monroe. Who plays that celebrity? Oh, shoot, 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 shoot. She's one of my faves. Yeah, it's like a, it's, this isn't my final answer, but I want to say Jane Lynch, but it's not Jane Lynch. No, it's more. Do you want me to give you the options? Yeah, option me. Option one, Uma Thurman, Sutton Foster, Amy Adams, Michelle Williams. Ooh. Shot in the dark here. I, I can picture, I can picture like the character and like the mannerisms. Amy Edwards. <laughs> I said it totally wrong, didn't I? <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but no. <laughs> what did I say? Wait, what was the question? Um, okay, yeah, it's it was Uma Thurman who plays the briefly plays the role of Marilyn Monroe, but it was Amy Adams. But Adam, said Amy, Adams. Amy Edwards. Same oh. thing, same thing. Well, I, I just thought Uma, I know, 
but like I know you're such a big Kill Bill Uma Thurman fan. Yeah. So like I admit, like I felt like I was scared away from suggesting that because I was yeah. like Alex would have like smiled extra when she told me that. But yeah. well, I love all the women that they that they put as options. Dude, so that, that was so, so good. So strong. But anyway, I don't know who Amy Edwards is, but I'm sure she's nice. <laughs> okay, next one. Which Broadway legend plays Ivy Lynn's mother? Oh, shoot. See this. And I'll say these. Yeah. Carol Burnett. You know this. Bernadette Peters. Patti LuPone. Adina Menzel. Audra McDonald. Or Amy Edwards. <laughs> or Amy Edwards. Amy Edwards. Dude, she's so good. She's so good. She doesn't even exist. Um, Bernadette Peters. Yes. yes. Bernadette Peters. Yes. 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 I'm, yes. That, like, as soon as the words left my mouth, I was like, this is correct. <laughs> also, yeah. Also, reading Adina Menzel's name just reminded me of when John Travolta like <laughs> botched her name and was like Adele Dazim. And then there was a there was a John Travolta name generator online where like you know how like there's like rap name generators and stuff like yeah. that. And people were like, yeah, John Travolta generate your name because he didn't say her name right. And it would be like Aluza Yakijevich. <laughs> yeah. yes. And you're like, uh, sir, I'm sorry. In the TV show. Bombshell wins a Tony Award. True or false? True. <laughs> yes. Yay! Oh, that's so good. See, I'm also the kid starting series. Like, I'm, I'll get 85% through something, and then, like, life happens or whatever, and then I never finish it. But then, like, I'll try to go back to it, but I, it's been so long that I have to, like, I'm like, oh, well, I have to rewatch the whole series. And so, yeah, that's first world Taylor Bradley problem. I thought you did really well, though. That was That's a hard – I mean, it's super hard to, like – cross between like who's playing that role and getting all they sing so many songs so it's like what are the originals what are other things yeah that's a lot but you nailed it that was yeah, great yeah, awesome well thanks alex that was super fun <laughs> next up you are in for a treat our special guest today is two very good friends of mine joshua smith and jennifer jordan who have been happily married for quite a few years uh, they are both performers here in Las Vegas. Josh is a singer who's performed at Vegas The Show, and you can catch him performing with his caroling group around town, Tinsel Tones. Jennifer has graced many Las Vegas stages as well, uh, including Vegas The Show with her husband and plenty of corporate gigs. So we are excited to hear what they have to say about working as a power couple and working together on stage. All right, stressors, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Taylor here, and we've got my beautiful best friend, co-host, Alex. Um, we're super excited. We have an awesome episode. Two incredibly talented entertainers, two dear friends of mine. Uh, today, booked and stressed, we are welcoming the fabulous Joshua Smith and Jennifer Jordan. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jen, Josh, how are you guys doing? Doing great, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us on your show. Um, we're super excited um, and also scared that you'll need more than 45 minutes with us, <laughs> but. Um. But um, super fun. So first off, let's get started. Um, tell us about yourselves. Uh, who are you guys, where are you from, um, and how did you meet each other? Please go first. Me first? All right. Yeah. Well, my name is Joshua Smith, hello. Um, I am from Fredericksburg, Virginia, originally. Uh, I. Grew up on a little hobby farm, super boring. I mean, you know, didn't have neighbors, whatever. And then, uh, yeah, and then I went to college and actually, like, experienced life. And then I was like, oh, this is cool. 
Yeah. Life, life is cool. Life is cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm also from the East Coast. I'm from South Carolina, Myrtle Beach originally. Um, I uh, didn't go to school for dance, but. Um, oh, right. I didn't go to school for singing. Um, you did uh, acapella in college. Mm -hmm. And then I was on, on my university dance team, which was super cool. Um, and so that's kind of how we both wound up in the arts um, for a living. Yeah. Um, do you mind telling us exactly where you went to school? And you just said acapella group and I lost it. That's so <laughs> cool. That just reminds me of The Office. So I got super excited. So where, what schools did each of you guys go to? I went to Clemson University and Josh Amazing. Tech. Yep, I was a part of Virginia Tech's juxtaposition um, which is their all-male acapella group. And we actually did the ICCAs, which is the competition that they do for... Um, Pitch Perfect. Uh, yeah. So I went to New York, did the whole thing. We got fourth one of the years that we went. So pretty cool. That's amazing. That's amazing. Early on in our relationship, we were on a, um, a road trip together. And I was like, I really want to hear like some of the stuff you did in college. She's like, I think we might be on Pandora radio or something. So I typed in like college acapella or something and uh, maybe like three songs in, it was Josh soloing on Pandora. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you like Pam? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Wait, that's amazing. I also love the like group name juxtaposition. Hmm. Wait, that's incredible. And then um, Jen, I'm not sure uh, if you know this, but I come from like major dance team background. So um, I, oh. I didn't do a college dance team, but all of my friends did. And um, that's amazing. So I'm totally familiar with your university and I've been watching UDA and all of that for years. Yeah, yeah. nice. Oh, well, we went to NDA, um, which does the, the three sections that has like the palm and the jazz and the hip hop. Um, but we used to drool over like Florida State and University of Tennessee. Oh my gosh, the year they did Iris and they all held like a punch. Yes, the, oh. yes. And then it went into the, it, it was like the soft instrumental and then it went into, yeah, it's the best. And when it kicked up, I was just like, so, yeah. So good. Edwin McCain and just a good Fuete section. You know, there's nothing more the world needs. But yeah. um, Alex is being humble. She was also on one of the best, uh, frequently considered one of the best high school dance teams in the country, Rosary High School. Um, so, and on top of that, she was uh, very much the queen bee, or at least in my opinion, um, turned solo, head of the pyramid. So, anyways, that's fine. But in short, um, we're all obsessed with each other. So, this is going to be a great interview. Love it. Love it. Um, super. Okay. So we've got where we're from. We've got, um, kind of what we did now, uh, in whichever order you prefer, how did we meet and how did we end up in Vegas? Okay. Um, let's see. I'll tell the story cause Josh never tells it the way I like to so <laughs> correct him and talk about him. So, um, I stubbornly went back to Carnival Cruise Line. Um, I'd done a contract and toured with a different company. Um, and kind of found up, wound up like not really having anything going on. So, hey, Carnival, can I come back? Yes, absolutely. Here's a ship for you. And I was like, oh, I'm so above this. Like, I'm too good for this ship. Like, it was one of the smaller ones. And then uh, that was the contract that I met Josh. And uh, he, I had a boyfriend at the time. <laughs> and um, Josh tried to date every single girl in our cast, which lucky for him, that particular cast, uh, everyone shot him down, bless his heart. Wink womp. Um, so I finally, um, I'm gonna, not going to use the term I'd like to use, but kept him from having the best birthday 
um, because I was jealous of some of the girls he was talking to. <laughs> so I stole him and we got together shortly after. And um, then it was super cool because then we got to travel and do shows together and travel the world together and do all kinds of stuff. Did the next five years or four years on ships together. Yeah. Every contract. We just we never kept had going. to do one apart, which yeah. is great. Yeah, we got really lucky with that. We know a lot of couples that really struggle with not getting placed together and um but uh, we think it has to do sometimes with you know me being a female dancer and him being a male singer um you know we're not in competition with one another for any roles or or anything like that so i think it works out for us it worked out for us the way that it did um pretty well so yeah that's how we met and then um how did we wind up in vegas um <laughs> i wanted to move here Years before, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a cruise ship, and then I'm going to do I'm going to do some tours, and then I'm going to be a Las Vegas showgirl. Like New York's not for me. I don't I don't sing. I'm not musical theater. Oh, I sing, but like I don't think musical theater is going to work out for me. I was like, I'm going to be a showgirl in Las Vegas. Blah blah blah. Um, but then I met Josh, and that delayed that plan for me by like five or six years. Whoops. Um, <laughs> just, just by a few. Um, and so then I have randomly on our, what our last contract, mm -hmm. our, um, we're working for Stiletto Entertainment and we're on Holland America line. And for anyone who's worked for Holland America and Stiletto, um, the company unfortunately kind of fell apart and started losing their ship contracts. And so we were one of the last ships that they had out and we were like, well, we can't go to another ship cause we don't work for RWS. Um, or, um, what was the other one? Um, Belinda King. Belinda King, yeah. yeah that was the they other were one. like mostly singer shows, right, though, weren't right. they? Um, and so then I was like, what do you think about Vegas? And he slept on it and he's like, okay, we'll do it. We'll, we'll do Vegas. Ready. Let's so, go. Then we bought a house side unseen. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Carlin Maison. Yes. Um, and crash landed here. No job, hope, and a prayer. And here we are now. I love that. Well, the hopes and the prayers all worked. Um, I love that story. Uh, Josh and Jen have both been good friends of mine for a while, and um, I can attest to uh, their beautiful home that they um, have now made their incredible nest. Um, they're both, Josh is an incredible contractor, and so literally I go over every every other week, every two weeks, and I'm like, oh, cool, we have a brand new backyard entertaining patio system. That's cool. That wasn't there before. So, <laughs> And their, their southern colors definitely show when it comes to entertaining and hospitality because it's always um, always just what can I get for you, and, and, and they're always just the, the kindest, sweetest friends. So, um, yay. Back to those hopes and those prayers. I'm glad they worked out and they brought you here. I know. What a whirlwind, but it's been great. Yeah. I can't believe you bought a house sight unseen. That's <laughs> neither can we. But honestly, yeah, honestly, it just seems like it's meant to be. Like sometimes you just have a gut feeling. You're like, this is gonna be good. At the same time, when you're with your significant other, like even if it's not the best house in the world, it's not your favorite. Like you're with each other, so no matter what, it's gonna be like truly the best experience. Oh yeah. Um, pizza on the floor with no furniture, yep. 100%. Like we wanted that full experience. And anyone we know that's going through a, a home buying situation or, or any sort of transitional phase, we're like, the worst parts are the best parts. The parts where you're, I was like, uh, we were talking about reminiscing about something the other day. And um, I was like, how did we have time to do that? We went and it did everything. And he was like, babe, we were unemployed. And we just... <laughs> gallivanted around and made so many awesome memories and like i said we had 
terrible carpet and no furniture and makeshifted a, a trunk for a coffee table yep. for the longest time. We had free furniture. We got a couple of scared moments going to offer up and let go, <laughs> picking up some shady furniture and some my shady fault. parts All of town. <laughs> we bought a, a washer dryer off of, <laughs> off of Boulder Highway. <laughs> Boulder Highway is legendary for her. I feel like offer up and like um, Craigslist. It's like always like Boulder Highway. You're like, I guess I'm going. I need my thirty dollar couch. Exactly. And these appliances came with a thirty day warranty. But we were both like, uh, we'll just take it. Like we don't need the warranty because we're <laughs> never coming back here ever again. So. <laughs> Um, there's something I want to touch on. So you guys obviously bought your house first before you said you were unemployed. So you basically made the move before finding the job. And I think it's really interesting. I would say, I don't know the percentage. I feel like it's half and half with performers where they move there for the job. Like I moved to Vegas for the job that brought me there, but I, I see a lot more people just moving there and then, um, creating the opportunities and finding the opportunities. So what was your transition like going from cruise line, then making this decision and then looking for work? What was that like? Um, we had a few contacts here. Um, you know, it, the community here, um, I could get emotional talking about it. It's so incredible. Everyone is so loving and welcoming. You know, if they don't have, if they are not available for a gig, they'll pass it along to someone they know is, is also like just as professional and, and talented as they are. Like it's, it's just such a welcoming community and people build one another up. So it was a no brainer. I contacted several people that already lived here and was like, Hey, what's your recommendation? And one of the, the girls that was out here at um, Stephanie Trapinski Hibbert, I'm sure a lot of people know her. Uh, I reached out to staff and I was like, what would you recommend? She's like, move here. There's work to be had. There's lots going on, you know, and everyone, uh, so many people like Brandy Leviner sent me a list of pages of like, send your stuff to all of these agencies, see what you can find, see what you can get. Um, um, for the singer side of it. So I actually, the singer side of it is a little bit more difficult than the dancers just because there are less, there are less, um, I guess, solo singing gigs as opposed to like dancer gigs. Do you know what I mean? So the singer side of it was a little bit more difficult. Um, but the good thing about here in Vegas is a lot of um, uh, guest entertainer shows are based here. So I ended up just finding on VegasAuditions.com uh, an opening for a Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons tribute show. Um, so I went and auditioned in, in this guy's basement which was super weird, but you know, I, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Everything turned out great. Um, <laughs> I ended up getting that job. So I ended up being um, a guest entertainer for about eight months um, on ships. So I was like in and out of town. And then um, I ended up meeting a guy who runs a caroling company uh, and expanded his business here to Las Vegas. So then I got into that and then, yeah. So it's, so it's the transition is always a little bit, Harry at some points, but as soon as you like get something, you're like, yes, I'm in. Like, let's do this. So. And also Kenny's show. Oh yeah, Kenny's show. Yes. Kenny Davidson um, is a as a piano player and um, oh my gosh, he's he's got, extraordinary. Yeah, he's, he's everywhere. got <laughs> his fingers and toes and just about everything out here yep. in the, in the music community. And um, you know, Josh, we started just going there on Friday nights mm -hmm. so if you were unemployed, had right. nothing else to do. <laughs> 
Uh, so we would meet up. Actually, we made friends with more singers in town um, than dancers at first because we would go to this cabaret on Friday nights at the Tuscany. Kenny Davidson's bow tie cabaret. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then, uh, and then we started meeting people that we ended up working with. And like I said, that community—they tell you about auditions. They recommend you for things. Hey, come and sing with me on this part. And the next thing, next thing we knew, we were becoming, I don't know, not becoming someone, but networking. I don't know. We never had to network really until we moved out here. And, and now it doesn't feel like networking. Not really. Yeah. They're your friends that right. you also work <laughs> with all the time. It's super cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's uh, Josh, you cracked me up here. You guys were on ships for so long and then you uh, sight unseen bought a house. Then you moved to Vegas. And you're like, I'm going back on ships. So <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's always interesting to hear the, the, just everyone's story and how it's uh, it's also different, but has a lot of the same underlying um, yeah. kind of themes. And, and some of our other people we've talked about, like Jen, what you were saying about just the community here. And so it's really cool to hear that echoed. Um, how was that for you, Jen, moving to a new city um, and then having your husband there sometimes, not there sometimes? Ooh, um, when Josh was traveling, um, I, we agreed that we would get like a condo or a townhouse or something at first so that it would be something that would be low maintenance in case we did have to leave. You know, we, we're, we're not the type of people that expect anything of life and of the world. We want to, we want to work hard for everything we get. And so we both realized that even moving here and trying to put down roots might not work out. And, um, you know, you don't get a show the first time always, and you don't, you know, we've, we've learned the hard way, you know, even if you're hired, say for a swing position, you're not guaranteed to get the full-time spot if, when yep. it becomes available, if it ever becomes available. Um, so we both prepared to leave town again when we first moved here. So I was a hundred percent prepared to be separated, to be on my own. Um, I begged for a cat that whole first year and never got one. Um, and it really never. wasn't fair to me <laughs> because I was so lonely. <laughs> And I could have had a fluffy little baby kitten yeah, to yeah, keep me yeah. warm and, <laughs> um, but, uh, it, it was good. It was nice to be able to support him from a distance. Um, you know, I was jealous that he was still getting to travel, but I had my own thing going on here. And then, like I said, you know, made friends and started working and, and was gigging and doing all these really cool things. So it was nice for, you know, us when we caught up in the evenings or text throughout the day to be like, oh, hey, I got an offer for this, or I'm doing this today, or I'm deep cleaning the house again. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it, it wasn't too bad. You know, I definitely want your partner to be with you, but you know, you, you noticed as well as anyone else, you, you take the good with the bad and you, and when he was home, he was home. You know, he didn't right. have to go anywhere or do anything. You know, when he was home, we were able to be together and that was great. Totally, and I can 1,000% relate. Uh, my fiance is a flight attendant, and so he'll have three days here, three days gone, uh, and his schedule changes all the time. But yeah, mm -hmm. except for the deep cleaning part, I haven't picked up that yet, but everything else, I got fluffy cats, I got a lab puppy. Um, <laughs> you're right, it definitely, it definitely makes the time that you do have so much more cherishable, so very yeah. cool. It's also gotta be so nice that you guys have different um, careers and talents. Like, I feel like it would be really, I, I have, give so many props to couples who both do the same thing. I'm like, that must take a lot of at home work and at work work, like to kind of find that balance. So with that being said, what's the best part and the worst part about uh, you guys working together and, you know, sharing the same stage? I think the best part about it is 
the carpooling. We don't have to take two. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean. Or I sit on my phone the entire way to work or like right. try to take selfies and then they never appear online. Don't. I can't warm up in the car because I've got this one next to me. She's like, oh, I hate singers. Gosh, shut up. Um, <laughs> well, she's in a full straddle in the passenger seat. Like, <laughs> or like I bring my rubber bands with me and like work out my toes right. for my um, turf toe. So I have like my foot up on the dashboard <laughs> while he's trying to drive. I'm doing my exercises. Toe prints all over my windshield, <laughs> ruining everything. Um, no, I mean, there's... I, there's not really a bad part about it. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, we've actually, we've been working together for so long since 2012 and only having done a handful of things separately. Um, we just, we've sort of made this life that we're used to and we like, we love going to work. We love like getting in the, like, Oh, after dancing nap times, time to get in the shower and then we go to work and then we come home. You know, it's like, it's a nice like scheduled routine and it's very comfortable. Yeah, hundred so. percent. Um, you know, what we were, we're actually talking about this earlier um, over coffee. I was like, you know, I wrote down the answers, you know, some of these questions that I wanted to share, but I was also <laughs> telling Josh, like some of the things you want to write down too. And one of the things that he touched on that I really liked, and I always say this to him, he's like, you know, we're not the only two people on stage. There's a whole cast of people there. And so I'm a swing in our show. Josh is also a swing and he, we go back and forth between these different roles. And sometimes it's, we'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that these two tracks interacted. So I'll be like, oh, we're having fun. But then we'll go across the stage and I'll be all over someone else. And Josh has got his ladies man attitude. I always joke at work that like, if I can't find Josh, just look for the biggest circle of women. <laughs> and it's amazing. True. <laughs> and it's true. And, but I mean, we, we have fun together and we have fun with everyone, you know, like obviously we'll do a peck in crossing, you know, I don't know how professional or unprofessional people Whoops. feel that to be. We don't make out by any means, <laughs> but like, you know, have a good show baby. Or, you know, if they're, if he's across the stage, you know, I'll do the same thing to him that I really do to anyone and poke him in the butt or, or pinch or pull or, or whatever. He's just another <laughs> cast member that I just happened to be married to. So um, I have a lot of respect for Josh as a as a performer, and so that's something else that's really nice to be able to say. You know, the the whole talent baggage aspect. I don't listen to him sing backstage and think to myself like, "Oh, he's he's terrible." I'm like, "Oh, I'm so proud of him," or "Oh, he needs <laughs> Thanks, to get baby. it together tonight." <laughs> like, completely honest with him in every capacity, and and I like working with you. Same. So, that's amazing. Yeah, very cool. And uh, most recently, pre-pandemic, uh, we could see you guys both performing at Planet Hollywood at Vegas, the show. Um, any other shows other than your time on ships? Like, since you've been in Vegas, have you guys had the opportunity to perform together outside of VTS? No. No. This is the only one we've done together in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. We've done... Um... We did, we shot a commercial together like a couple of months ago. Uh, that was really fun. And we actually got to play the couple. There was another one that we shot a few weeks prior to that. And like, I was a mom and Josh was playing games with a group. But um, no, he, Josh has worked for Legends in Concert. Mm -hmm. I've worked for a couple of female review shows. Um, and we've all, we've both done separate gigs that, you know, I mean, you worked for E+. I wish I could have done some stuff for them, you yep. know, while we were together, but we cheer each other on and, and anytime that there's a, a situation where we can go and support the other one, we're always there. 
um, cheering the other person on, yeah. which is nice. You know, we don't have to do everything together, but we like to if it's possible. Right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Well, and the other part is money, right? Like, if you're working, I want to be working, so I can right. also be making money on what you're making money on. So, Josh, I'm super curious. Um, I know you had touched on it earlier, but I feel like for singers, because it is more of a soloist, uh, I guess, track that you're looking for, sometimes, like, a show might only have, like, three singers max, um, and dancers, obviously it's really competitive out there. Everyone's competing for jobs, but at the same time, like if it's an all female show, like you might have like seven females, whereas with singer, like you can only cast one singer. So right. what, how heavy is that competition? What, like, what is the, um, singing community like in Vegas? Is it similar to the dance community? Is it all just kind of linked together? I feel like it would be super competitive in a healthy way. Right, and and it is competitive, but in a healthy way. And and I think I think the community extends past dancers into singers as well, um, because like when you know when when I can't do something, I have a handful of friends that I'm like, oh, you sing my part, you know, you are about the same size as me. Like if they, you know, if say I'm in a show and um, and they need like a swing, I'll recommend someone for it. Um, I just think it. The competition is good. Um, there, you know, there are much fewer shows with singers than there are shows with dancers, even before the pandemic, obviously. Um, but I think the the best part about it is, um, you know, these shows they don't just have the one singer. They have the singer, then they have the on the the swing, then they have the on call. Do you know what I mean? So uh, it's nice to to be able, like, doing legends in concert for. For, for instance, um, I did more of their touring shows first, and then I did, uh, I was able to be the on-call for their, for their show here in Vegas. Um, and you know, uh, the full-time singer, his name is Hunter, um, he doesn't take very much time off, because that's, you know, that's his gig, that's his job, that's, that's what he loves doing, and he's been there for, I think, seven or eight years, or something like that, so like, you know, he's established, and he's there, but the good thing is, they have me as an on-call and another guy as an on-call. And so when, whenever I, whenever Hunter can't do the show and I can't do the show, then there's also another person. So, you know, it's just, it doesn't always happen a lot, but there are opportunities to just step in every couple of months, just as a, you know, as a, a very far sub. So. Absolutely. And I feel I give people who are swings, I, it, their job is so much harder than when you're there every single day and like full time when things are, cause you know how shows are, they change by the second, like not necessarily like the script, but you know, accidents might happen. Someone might get hurt. And then we realize we have a better way that we can accomplish this goal. So things are always evolving and swings are like the last to know. And you probably find out like 20 minutes before the show starts, <laughs> if not, if not, uh, closer to when the show starts. Like I know for T Brad that happens all the time, happened all the time. It's just like, okay, yeah, you, uh, you're going to do this and we're going to go. So I can't, I just have so much respect dance wise and singing wise. I mean, to just, hop in and be reliable, it's tough. One of my favorite stories about Josh, interrupting you. <laughs> okay. One of, my favorites, one of my favorite stories to tell about Josh is the night that I watched him um, wing his opening night 
for um, at Legends in Concert. They added, uh, not added, but it was, you hadn't done. I hadn't done three of the four. You hadn't done the Whitney section. Yeah. And he knew the, he knew the music, but he didn't know the words. So he's <laughs> over there going, da 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 You could just see him like, hello, hello. he's just watching the dance, the, the, um, the singer next to him, like whatever. Cause their choreography is like set singerography. That's kind of just grooving. So you just see him just like a slight step behind her, just singing for his life. He doesn't know what the heck he is saying. <laughs> the notes are right. And I'm just out there like, if this were me, I would just be, I would be doing the same thing, but crying. I would just be <laughs> running across the stage, jumping on my partner, but bawling. Same, same. <laughs> I'm here. But this is not happening. <laughs> um, but it was just so funny. It was like an amazing thing to just watch him. Like he knew enough of it to obviously not be insane. But at the same time, like I said, he, they were like, oh my gosh, we forgot to tell you that <laughs> this isn't the show. <laughs> no reflection on Legends in Concert whatsoever. They have always been incredible to Josh and yep. to, to me and my family, like coming to see the shows. But um, it was just really funny. And then the one, the night that they took out the hand kiss. So Josh, oh, went yeah. to, Josh went to grab her hand and she like pulled it away from him. And so he's like, okay. Like, cool. I guess I'll just pose then. All right. And button. Here oh we go. man. That's amazing. But I feel like that's such a true test of a character as an entertainer. Like, cause we've all been in those situations or like you think your partner's going to be there and then you turn around and go lift your partner. And her shoe fell off and she ran off stage and then you're doing a whole partner section by yourself. I'm speaking from experience here <laughs> on stage with three other couples looking like a big old idiot. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's live entertainment and that's the joys of it. If it were perfect, it would be boring. So yeah. I, um, I wouldn't have it any other way for nope. sure. So outside, I'm curious, outside of dance and singing and performing in general, um, what inspires you to keep performing that comes from like kind of an outside source that's obviously it's like the community and all of that, but really what inspires you every to wake up every day to keep performing? I know with COVID, you know, we're not able to do that so seamlessly, but um, just if each of you could tell me what inspires you and like what keeps you inspired. Okay. Well, the funny answer is fireball. Um, <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> um, Oh man. So, um, quick story. We both got a job elsewhere at a place we don't need to talk about. Um, during this whole COVID thing, you know, we've, we've talked about in the past how we're too stubborn to, to not work. We, like I mentioned before, um, you know, I, nothing should ever come easily to someone. You should always have to work for things. Um, you know, even if you're naturally talented or naturally smart or naturally whatever, should never not have to work at something. That means that you need to move on, I think. Um, but that being said, I was like, I can't sit at home anymore. I can't live this sedentary life of, of not living with a purpose, not having a schedule. Um, you know, it, it might be time to move on. It might be time to, to consider some other type of career. Um, and that was, you know, I, I would say that July, August, and September were really hard months for me personally um, within the realm of this COVID thing. thing. <laughs> um, and so I got a job elsewhere and it just showed me more and more every day that not only do I want to be performing, but I want to be, I want to have some sort of a creative outlet. And so what inspires me is the fear of it not existing anymore and 
what has been very, very real for us yep. over the course of the past eight months. And um, so, ha, 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 fireball. But at the same time, like when you, when you let yourself relax and you remember all those amazing moments you had on stage with your, with your coworkers and the funny stories that we have to tell, I want millions more of those. Like, um, and so what keeps, what keeps me inspired is the fact that I'm not done. And, and that's just how I feel. Yeah. I, I'm going to uh, interrupt before Josh gets to his portion. I'm so sorry, but what you said just really resonated with me so much. And um, I feel like it's always just about, cause I, I always pictured myself having a really long career and it can be tough. Like when you're in a show for so long and you love it so much, but you really want to go on to whatever that next thing is. And I want, it's always like, I want to have more of those feelings. Like I can only, I'll get into these moments where I'll like be choreographing in my kitchen or choreographing in my room. I'm like, well, why do I need anybody to see this? Like, it feels good to me. It, it uh, like fills me up. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, no, I want to share it. And I want like, when you put something out there, it builds, it just snowballs into so many other things. And I feel like, yeah, it's what you said about like, you're, you're not done yet. I am in that same boat where I, I feel like I won't be done till I'm like at my peak of hottest at 65 years old. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm literally like, it's so crazy. It's not just, you know, this year or, you know, the next, mm -hmm. next year, what am I going to be doing next year? It's just about like, no, we don't need to like put these, um, timestamps on things. Like you just have to go with that flow. And it's very great to be in this time where we're kind of asking ourselves these questions because then you know, you're really in it. Then you know, you're really present. Yep. Um, one, of the things, one of the things that I've, um, some, you know, hard conversations that I've had with, with people over the course of the, the last period of time has been, you know, we've, we as performers have had to make a huge choice, have had to make a huge decision to to step away from it or not and when when things go back to normal when shows are allowed to reopen freely and we can move about the way that we did before to go back to this and risk experiencing this loss all over again you have to want this yep. so much you have to you have to need to be on stage you have to there's just so, something about the investment that we've lost in this period of time that in order to go back it's such a massive decision. Like you're going to be seeing people with the most push and the most drive and the most work ethic. And if you're not going to, if you're not going to put that out there, there truly is someone that, that is going to do that. And, and it's just become, like I said, more and more apparent to me all the time when I wake up every morning, it's, it is just some sort of magic that happens to you when you're on a stage or when you're moving to music that you just, you need it. I need it. I want it. Yep. So I'm not done. Absolutely. I'm so, I apologize for interrupting again. So thank you so much for getting, letting me get that thought out. But Josh, same goes for you. What keeps you inspired? What keeps you going? So I, I guess we'll go back to like when I first started. Um, I went to college to be an architect. Uh, I have a bachelor's of architecture. I worked as an architect for three years. I've, I had houses built, you know, back in, back on the East Coast. Um, and my, <laughs> My transition into music actually ended up happening because of the economy crash in 2008. So it's almost like I've been through this before. Oh, cool. Um, <clears throat> I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's what I wanted. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, like 
going to school for architecture and not being a, a show person really until I was 27 years old was my first show ever. And like, you know, for me, my, my career hasn't been very long. Um, and, and my training hasn't been very long either. Do you know what I mean? So, so like, you know, most kids start dancing at four or three, and then they dance all through their childhood, and then they, you know, go to college for dance, or, or, or you know, or they're so good that they go straight into a show when they're 18. Do you know what I mean? But for me, I have a completely separate life that, that I'm not sure, like Jen said, I'm not ready to go back to. Do you know what I mean? And like, I love, I love the challenge of architecture, and I love the, the, um, I don't know the I'm not I'm not sure what word I'm trying to say but the challenge of architecture but the best part about the music side of it is that architecture is frozen music do you know what I mean and so like to be able to express that side of my brain but not sitting at a desk from 9 to 5 and not just drawing stuff really like I don't know it like I'm I got I got chills I got goosebumps like I just oh, I man. love being on stage and I love that that just the I don't know, just the spark that you get when you're, when you're like belting out a note and then like the applause comes. It's just, I, yeah, I'm just not done yet. So. <laughs> That's incredible. And also I know how hard architecture school is not firsthand because I didn't go, but, but I mean, it's, mm. it takes a lot of focus. And even though you say like you didn't have that tra like singing training when you were four, that means you just had to work like twice as hard because I know it's a muscle that you're training, but it's like what they say about learning a language when you're younger, like you should do it when you're younger, it's easier to uh, same with dance. And so you had to work extra hard in a shorter amount of time learning that second skill, but not even second skill. However, seventh list of skills but like that's so incredible and you always have you'll always have architect architecture no matter what that's always exactly. going to be a part of you right. and that's the same that's the same thing with everything it's always going to be your talents will always be a part of you and you can access them whenever which is the beautiful thing yes that was amazing thank you so much i think it's beautiful yeah and i kind of want to touch on that too as regards to like what jen was saying about um, having the courage to return back to this, like I know for my for my instance, and I, um, Alex, and I'm pretty sure Jen, like we've all been dancing our entire lives, and so the invest the amount of time and money at, that we've invested into it, it's basically our identity. And so this pandemic has really stripped us in a way of this identity. And there's been good and bad things about that, but I feel like um, Josh, I can relate to you, not nearly as intense as uh, architecture school, but like for me, I have fitness, which is similar to dance, but I've been doing group fitness now for five years. And so when this all hit, I was like, cool, I have kind of like something else to go to, which then helps me relax into my performance, give or take some fireball. Um, but it's that same concept, that same principle of this, I have other options and it's not like, this is it, so much high pressure, high stress that then you get burnt out you know so i think it's so beautiful and so interesting to hear not only you guys have contrasting um you guys both have different what am i trying to say here i find it so interesting that you guys both work in the entertainment industry but in different aspects of it and then also come from different backgrounds yet you're so compatible um so bravo to you guys super cool thanks <laughs> um we're coming down to the end of our interview here um I want to ask each of you and kind of echoing that same thought about being from different backgrounds of the entertainment industry, 
What's your number one audition tip that you would give to anybody? Okay, so um, I right before COVID hit, I did um, a workshop, which was so much fun, um, at, over at the Las Vegas Academy. Um, Avery Walker is an incredible teacher over there. Love him so much. Um, and so I did a, a kind of a master class mock audition with the girls over there. And one thing I always I scream, I guess, um, scream and yell in the audition process is I always want to see detail. Um, and, and I like when someone who's leading an audition, whoever, whoever that may be, if you want to see something, say it. Like, I want to see, I want to, I want to see your smile here. I want to see your personality here. And when someone says that in an audition, you listen and you, you take it in. They're giving you the clues to succeed. Um, and there is a particular instance from the Las Vegas, the show audition um, that I held that I gave a note in between the two audition spots. I was like, I would like this particular moment to, um, I was like, I want the hands to be a particular way. It's a part of the style. Um, you know, it doesn't, it's not about being able to do a triple pirouette. You know, I'm not asking you to do something that you can't do. Um, and the particular individual didn't pay attention to the detail that I gave and they were out. And so I was like, you know, you're, you're beautiful. You're talented, but you're out. I gave you the, I gave you the detail. And so I guess I can, I have to give just one thing. I would say, pay attention to the details given by whoever's leading the audition. Absolutely. Giving you clues to succeed on for a purpose, for a reason. Um, That's I think the my, best advice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think for mine, it would be, um, and I have been guilty of this um, very much so in my life and times auditioning, uh, would be like really, as, especially as a singer, use your face as like, as your selling point. You know what I mean? Like you might not be able to, to dance well. You might, you might just be a mover. You might not be able to tap or do the splits or do whatever, but what you can do and what you absolutely have to do in an audition is show them how expressive you can be on your face and like emote and really like show them what the song means to you. Um, if I may tell a, just a tiny little story, my ever, my very first ever cruise ship audition was for Royal Caribbean. And I don't know if this woman is going to listen to this podcast, but I just want to tell her right now, thank you so much for this critique that she gave me because she has literally changed my career with it. Um, so it, I went it in. It took him a decade. To, it, to it, it took me a while. <laughs> But, you know, I finally applied it. <laughs> but so I was in the audition and I was, you know, I was singing the, um, the sheet music she gave. So basically you, you go through your first song and at Royal, this is how it used to be. Uh, you sing your first song and if they like you, they'll give you music to go learn in five minutes and then come back and sing it. Um, and so this was, it was, I believe it was... Um, you know what, it doesn't matter what song it was. Uh, but so I went in and I squelted it. Like I was screaming at the top of my lungs and I was just like living for it. But <laughs> so then afterward, she literally looked at me and she goes, your voice is great. And then she put her hand up and she like did, did like circles towards my face. She was like, this though, you really got to work on. I was like, <laughs> I was so just taken aback and embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, 
is she saying I'm ugly? Like, what is she saying? I mean, obviously she was, she might've said I was she ugly. She was because, saying that you were yeah. ugly, but also. <laughs> <laughs> but, but basically she, she was like, listen, you have to let me see what you're going to look like on stage in the audition, because I would never put a face with no emotion or anything screaming a high B flat, you know, at full tilt on stage without, without any, anything behind it. So like, uh, Alex, make him do it for you. Um, when we stop recording, the <laughs> I seriously you know, can sing with no emotion. None whatsoever. I don't move my it's really forehead. Just, I don't move my mouth. It's it really just comes. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Work on it. Work on it with the hand. That's my favorite. The wax on, wax off. Yeah. yeah. Stressors, you can't see this right now, but it's basically that. Just, I, you know, um, work you on that. have for radio. <laughs> yeah. It's like Sparky Palastri. Sparky Palastri from Bring It On, where he's like, smile. Don't smile. He's like, no. I love that. Well, thank you guys so much. Alex, are there any other questions? Um, or any other stories that you'd like to hear? Actually, I lied, I do have one. Um, Josh, I know you mentioned earlier that you uh, perform with a group called the Tinsel Tones. I know we have uh, our juxtaposition experience, we've discussed that, but I'd love to hear more about um, Tinsel Tones. Tinsel Tones, we are a uh, Christmas caroling group, sorry, holiday caroling group. Um, so we've got, it's four parts, it's acapella, it's uh, SATB, um, we do everything from Fashion Show Mall last year to downtown Summerlin every year. We do private parties. We just, if you need entertainment for a holiday party, we're your guys. So. What are your, um, like, COVID plans for Tinsel Tones? Like, if, like, how will you go about this holiday season? So we, um, we had mask, masks made for each individual person. Um, we are, we're doing mostly outdoor, outdoor gigs. Uh, we can do indoor gigs, um, which really for us, because, uh, you know, we've all gotten COVID tests, you know, all this stuff. And really for us, we're trying to keep ourselves sort of away from the rest of the crowd while still being able to, to you know, project our voices enough to, so like, you know, 12 feet between us and the crowd, and then, you know, we are, we are our own entity. So we are, we're allowed to be close and then we wear masks. So we're just, you know, being cautious. And then if anyone has any symptoms or anything, you know, I'm going to send them to get a COVID test and we'll just have to see. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, it's difficult, but we're trying Adapting. to Adapting. Yep. The company's definitely taken a hit this year, um, which, you know, is unfortunate. But we're also hopeful that maybe people, as the winter continues on, that maybe at the last minute, they're like, hey, maybe we do want entertainment for our holiday party. Maybe we can put them out on the balcony or, or something like that. Um, you know, obviously, the mission is not to technically draw a crowd. You know, we, we don't want to put anyone in a situation where they wouldn't be able to social distance. Um, so, in, for instance, um, in downtown Summerlin, um, the carolers are going to be following a specific route. Um, where they'll be near the skating rink, which is also following um, social distancing procedures right. and pol uh, COVID policies. Um, and so downtown Summerlin's really, really done a really good job this year of, of making sure that there's entertainment, but in a safe way. Right. Um, 
And I know that fashion show is doing more of a virtual experience this year instead of doing the live show and the, um, and the live entertainment that they had last year, um, which is, like I said, unfortunate for performers, but you know, there's still a little bit of work to be had in other places. So that's amazing. Mad respect, always adapting and making it work. That's what's important. So that's amazing. Thank yeah, you for and with, with the masks, we were able to give work to um, mm -hmm. a seamstress that was in our show, um, Danielle Banks, Danny B. Crafts on, uh, at, on Etsy. Um, so she, she makes a lot of different uh, things. You can reach out to her and give her some business, support small businesses. Yeah. Amen, yeah. And like Alex said, life moves, you got to move with it. So uh, props to you guys, but... Fantastic. Well, Jen, Josh, I can't thank you guys enough. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Um, you are just such a light in our lives. And I know our listeners will definitely benefit from hearing what you have to say. Alex, any closing remarks? Thank you so much for sharing. I know it's a lot to always, you know, get asked these questions and then expand on them. So thank you for being so open with us. Like we really, really appreciate your time. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Um, it was, it was kind of a nice thing to get to do it together. You know, sometimes we forget that we're, that we're in this together. Well, we do everything together. So, so you know, yeah. that's, that's it. So yeah. it was either both of us or none of us. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we share everything. Yeah. Well, the Las Vegas power couple, Joshua Smith, Jennifer Jordan, if you want to give them some love, follow them on social media. You can find Jen on Instagram at JPJ413. Josh is Hokey Josh. That's H-O-K-I-E-J-O-S. And if you want to check out Tinsel Tones, who we were just speaking about, you can catch them on Instagram at Tinsel Tones LV. That's T-I-N-S-E-L-T-O-N-E-S-L-V. Thank you guys again so much. Uh, we appreciate you and wish you the best through the rest of this crazy COVID holiday season. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. You guys take care. You too. Thank you.